Happy Wednesday, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Die Hard Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, 13 groups or teams of uh, professional and amateur podcasters, mostly amateurs, uh, put together their thoughts on the movie Die Hard, one minute and one week at a time. I am one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of Airport Minute and the Rocketeer Minute. And I'm the other host, Hal Bryan of the Rocketeer Minute. I almost said .com, but that's no it's We have a website, but I'm really just of the Rocketeer Minute, not of the RocketeerMinute.com. But uh, anyway, don't you love it when the very first thing you say on, an, on a show is really not what you meant to say at all? Yeah. Well, that's okay. We're off to really a good start. Intended. Yeah. No, it's good. And this one this one should not be that too long a minute. We apologize because there's nothing really – well, we. it's not that we don't have much to talk about, but nobody is talking in this minute. Right. This is a, a wordless – it's Roy, the Roy Doty version. Exactly. Of, uh, this is, uh, <laughs> it, it's almost the, the John Cage, four minutes, 33 uh, seconds. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, which, which we, we could do this podcast. We could just do four yeah, minutes and 33 seconds and of go, silence. And, yes. So <laughs> – Remember all the uh, remember poor Tony down there in his uh, ho 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 uh, shirt on the thirtieth uh, floor. <laughs> right. You know, we never see what happens to him. I mean, I don't. I guess they just left him in the elevator. I don't. I, know. Yeah, I, well. I assume so until you know until it's time to secure yeah, the crime scene and start doing the paperwork. It's the you know, referencing other things. It's like the Langoliers. You just kind of forget about the ones that are dead. You just kind of forget right. about them. It's, it's wow. The distance. I think that might be the first time in history someone made a reference to the Langoliers, by the way. <laughs> the, uh, which is, yes, which hopefully hopefully people listening to the show actually get the references. <laughs> I mean, we're, I'm still puzzling whether or not people re- ever read popular science enough back in the day to know what Roy, who Roy Doty is. <laughs> but we'll... We'll, uh, we'll 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 plod through and hope for the Absolutely. best. Absolutely, we, we always do. We we have the highest uh, thoughts of our audience. So, um, but we're watching uh, John McClane just blew through that perfect that perfect cylinder shot, uh, knocking the Yale lock out of the door, and and now he's inside um, that that building that's underneath the uh, it's it's underneath the helipad and above a bottomless pit of. Uh, of an elevator shaft, except before he gets before he gets there, there's a there's a catwalk going over nothingness, and then there's just happens to be, um, it looks like the fan from Galaxy. That's Quest. exactly what I was thinking of. It's just why is there one of these in every episode? Who, Sigourney Weaver. Who said. wrote this? <laughs> they should be fired. Yes. So, uh, shout out to our, our friends at the at the Galaxy Quest, yes. but, which we uh, uh, we've this, guessed it on. It's, yes, uh, yes, I, we have, and we had a great that time. Was a ton of fun it, with Alex and, uh, and company. Yeah. So. Yeah, we we may be. It's either up. I think it's upcoming. I think we haven't been on yet as as this show is airing. Right. But uh, tune in Galaxy Quest GalaxyQuestMinute dot com. I think you can find it there. So uh, we're watching uh, McLean trying to figure out how to how to get through that big uh, ventilation fan. So he's got a, a definitely a problem of HVAC. Absolutely, and you know it's it's funny. The uh, I think the internet is now officially complete uh, because there is actually an article out there. Um, by a company called HPAC Engineering, and they're, uh, they're sort of a clearinghouse and information source for HVAC professionals. And they did an article on uh, HVAC in 15 popular movies and, you know, did Hollywood get it right? And like I said, I think this was the last thing we were waiting for to be on the Internet. And I think now Num- number six will surprise you. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> and you won't believe what happens next. Um <clears throat> you you can't imagine what HVAC looks like now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, enough with the the clip bait. The uh, um, 
so in their section on Die Hard, they, none of this goes into great detail, which I was, you know, you, you know, the, the two of us were hoping for. Well, that's what people know, are just, tuning into us because we needed more details. Exactly. Super, super nerdy detail. But it is interesting that uh, they, they call out two issues with the, with the handling of HVAC in the film. One of them applies to this minute. And that is the, uh, the prop van is, uh, their estimation is that it's spinning at about 60 RPM. And, uh, you know, when I look at it, that looks so that, that seems plausible that it's um, that means know, about that the, one, the one turn blade, per second, yeah, right? The so, blade, yeah, the blade makes a full trip one second every yeah. one second. And uh, and and to to an HVAC professional, they're just they're looking down their nose, they're laughing at this because to them that is uh, uh, that is quote unfathomably slow. Mm. So yeah, the CFMs no, are probably way off. On, yeah, on so there's that. just no reason in the world for it to be uh, to be spinning that slowly. Um, at other parts of the film, they. Uh, um, they complain about the uh, the actual ducts when when uh, John McClane is is wriggling through these things, saying that they would just never support the weight of uh, you know a couple hundred pound person like that. Well, they're they're obviously built by the same people that built the uh, the Sea View and Bo- Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, which exactly you could you know, it was like the Jeffrey's tubes of of a submarine. Right. In the elsewhere on this site, when they they talk about uh, Mission Impossible. And uh, I think the, the the first of the the, the films, which, which old guys like us know it as a remake of the TV series, but yeah. uh, the first of the films in '96, um, I like their comment. They just said, you know, they uh, they could have saved. Uh, I think it was a CIA was a CIA headquarters that yes. uh, he breaks yeah, into Langley That's in right. Langley. He could have they could have saved a ton of money on lasers and things if they just built uh, heating ducts that wouldn't support the weight of a man. <laughs> so. Um, so that seems to be a recurring thing that if you're an HVAC professional and you, and you go to a movie, you see somebody crawling through a duct, you just laugh because you'd collapse and it would collapse. You'd fall right through it. So well, I, I, I always, I always wonder why, uh, the HVAC guys that we have at, when they come to visit my house to do the, you know, the spring cleaning and all that jazz, um, why they never tie those red ribbons that you used to see on, <laughs> on, on, on the sea exactly. view. They always used to have the red ribbons so you could tell when the, when the air got shut off because the ribbons would fall flat. That's right. And then you know you were going to suffocate in a matter of seconds. But so. I can imagine that going to an action movie with, a, with an HVAC uh, professional or an HVAC nerd <laughs> is like going to a movie with an airplane in it with me. Yes. As I sitting there shoving my glasses up my yes. nose. Shut up, Hal. Shut up, Hal. Well, that's not right. That's not, that's not accurate at all. That wouldn't happen. So That's not a pattern. No, yes, no. Exactly. Cut. <laughs> and the imaginary directors never listen. Uh, dear. Yes. Next time. They'll get it right next time. So yes. you, you keep going back for the sequels. Right. Um, so uh, we watch. He, uh, he tries to... Uh, he tries to get there. Meanwhile, Carl, of course, who is sitting up on the helipad, we've forgotten about Carl, who is above, is trying to get around to shoot, to to shoot at um, at McLean and, and and get in there and and bang away. Well, you know he's stuck, but uh, fortunately, uh, John figured out how to block. I you know I, I've watched this scene many times and I still can't figure out how he stopped the blades. Like like did he was it like uh, jumping double dutch on the. Uh, on jump ropes that and now I'll stick the gun in now now, now right and, yeah just the right uh the right instant or you, you just shove it in there and yeah and that's a that's a pretty sizable electric motor so i'm imagining that the torque is probably something like maybe six six thousand newton 
pounds. Yeah, it's it's it it, it looks it, the torque is going to be pretty major. I mean, it's like sticking your hand in a truck wheel and trying to stop a truck wheel. <laughs> right. Um, and even at the at the relatively slow speed, as you say, the torque behind yeah. it would be crazy. It's yeah. Interesting too that the uh, uh, at least I think that's what they're suggesting that the you see him looking at the motor housing and the motor is starting to smoke almost immediately uh, from uh, from him stopping it there. Unless that's supposed to be his breath, but I I. I there is a it, but... there is a shot where, you know, we, he looks very sort of pointedly right at the motor housing, and there's a yeah. little bit of vapor coming up and out of it. So, uh, let me ask you this: Does this, uh, as uh, at the time of this recording, you are still a fairly new Tesla owner? Does this kind of abuse of electric motors hit you in a different yeah, way than it would I have before? Just, that is the wrong thing to do to an electric motor. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, would you ever watch Die Hard in your car on its on uh, on its big screen? Would you allow your car to play this movie? Well, I would if uh, if Mr. Musk would make HTML5 that supported MP4s, which he has not yet. I I, I, I wait for my updates. I keep clicking on the uh, you know load update, and then I check back after two a.m. Yep. when it downloads, but nothing yet. So how how far back? How many years ago do we have to send a message back to to Jim O'Kane or Hal Bryan and say? One day you'd be complaining about the HTML standards in your car. <laughs> Cheers and then, in the sky. Yes, That's and that is, would yeah. seem completely just inconceivable. Why would my car run? Like even even at a time when you know we you've done a lot more web work than I have, but I I did you know I've done my share of HTML stuff here and there. So that's been part of our our lives for quite a long yeah. time, yeah. And, we, and, and we've all come across we've all come across the flash. You know, you have to load a flash driver and things like that, right? And people yeah. have given up on flash. Pretty, exactly. Pretty much. That's, that's yeah, dark. it's all, all HTML five these days. But just yeah. to that point where, you know, you you can't imagine how this would how that and your car how those two parts of your lives would have some sort of intersection where, you know, your your car needs needs an update. Yeah, it just yeah. blows my mind. But if who you would, stop and you, think about it? It's right there up with gambling on your phone. You, yeah, that's you, you true. You can gamble on your phone now, so it's just very odd. But, I mean, this what, – what drives me crazy, as far as I can tell, that's a 500-horsepower GE uh, three-phase electric motor. And okay. there is no way on earth that – like, what, what would probably happen if he stuck the gun in either – the gun would like dig itself in as the blade spun, or more likely, the blade would break off, and then the next one would hit and right. shove it. And I mean, the torque on that thing must be incredible. And um, now you've got a bunch of you know jagged, yeah, yeah jagged little... edges. Yeah, you know, waiting, waiting to but you know that that maybe it cut off the first inch. So you know, exactly. the, the gun, the the width of the gun. And uh, and now you've got yeah serrated teeth, um, but you know that wouldn't serve the purposes of this movie. So it certainly can, wouldn't. Yeah. So. After he gets through the fan, then he's climbing down this ladder. Is he sort of, sort of this bottomless pit to nowhere? <laughs> yes. I, it's yeah, it's huge. Uh, it's it's too big to be a, a an elevator shaft. Is it just? Is there just it, supposed to be empty a, space in the center of the building? I'm assu- yeah, I'm assuming that's that's where the elevator that they didn't put in, which is not in any. You know, usually yeah. at that play at at the top of any of these things. Um, now, of course, I've forgotten the name of this stuff, but there's like there's those there's the cross beams. On the top of a uh, of an elevator shaft, and that's where that's where the ele- there'd be large electric motors there oh, with sure. cables and and all kinds of brackets and stuff. But apparently, they've decided just to have a, a thirty five story um, flue. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 an amazing vent pipe for their uh, for their plumbing system, and it's just very kind of odd. And it it seems to be almost a city block wide. Right. <laughs> the, exactly. the more you look at that, the more you look at that beautiful matte painting. Um, 
it's yeah, it's just very unusual. But you know, it was again needed for the. Uh, it, it, this is uh, there should be a Balrog walking across the top of it. <laughs> it just seems like the mines of Moria. Um, and, uh, but you know what's. What's what's a good action movie without a bottomless pit? Right, absolutely. Yeah. So now I know, uh, sort of apropos of nothing, this section is hardly the most sort of cringe-inducing in terms of uh, of McLean being in his bare feet. We've got him walking across broken glass and yeah, catwalks, metal, but metal. Ca- and, yeah, all these kinds of things. But he, yeah, in this in this minute, in the previous minute, we do see him on these metal catwalks climbing down this metal, you know, this uh, scrawny metal ladder. And I, I swear, every about every two minutes in this movie, I just want to go back to the beginning and find this guy on the airplane who told him to take his shoes and socks and off, smack him, yeah, <laughs> and just punch him right in the face. Said, nope, yeah. that's uh, <laughs> never again. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that should have been the ending of the movie. It's like, oh, you, I'm going back to New York. Oh, so yeah. am I. How would, pow, yeah, just, exactly. Uh, yeah, thanks for the terrible advice, there, buddy. One thing I have to say about this this minute, if if anybody's watching at home, uh, if you're at minute forty eight, if you go to second six, there is sim- or se- second six, I believe, yeah, uh, the most Bruce Willisy face you'd ever want is at <laughs> yes. second six. That is that is a uh, super Bruce Willisy. His eyes are wide. There's his uh, his lips are pursed and they and it's sort of curving down at the edges. That and one, yeah, right he's there. kind of like shoving his tongue across the bottom of bottom teeth and yes. just kind of poked out and uh, he just looks like yeah. he knows he's going to have to go back tomorrow. You know, he's shooting this at night and he has to go back the next morning to shoot another episode <laughs> of Moonlighting and just never get any sleep. Well, it, it's easy to forget though, because you know, this is the, um, this is the movie that made him an action hero. And, yeah. And it, but, uh, you know, it's, it, it's so easy in the tendency as we go through these things minute by minute, it's, it's easy to, uh, well, as our, our pal, the Rocketeer himself, Billy Campbell, puts it, it's easy, easy to pick fleas. <laughs> yes. Um, which is one of my specialities. But uh, um, I mean, I'll never forget seeing this movie for the first time and just absolutely cheering this guy on beginning to end. I mean, the whole the whole barefoot thing is so frustrating, but it's, uh, you know, he's he's not James Bond wandering through this whole thing in a in a white evening jacket that's and coming out unruffled on the other side. Yeah, no, he's um, definitely he's he deteriorates over time. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you look at if you look at second thirty six, he's actually turned into a different person. <laughs> well, um, well, that happens to the yeah. best of us, right? But uh, <laughs> his hair grew in; it was amazing. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, his, his stunt. Yeah, his hair is much darker and everything, and yeah, there's the stunt double yeah, there and all that. I just, but, uh, I don't know who they who they hired, in it, but you know, he did. He he probably has. You know, very similar feet, but that's about it. it right. Doesn't, doesn't look very much like it, but I guess nobody is expecting uh, expecting to see him. But he does right. turn back into Bruce Willis uh, as the uh, as the fan comes loose and he gets the uh, the gun back. Exactly. So that, that's that is impressive. But that whole that whole concept of him deteriorating over time, I think, is a good one because it really yeah. does it. Uh, you empathize with him. You uh, you know, it, it just makes you feel like this is. It, it just it makes it more plausible. Yeah, this is, and this is every, a fairly average guy. He's, I mean, he's better than your average Joe Ball off the street to deal with something like this with his law enforcement background. Yeah, but he's just, you know, he's just one guy in a really lousy situation, and yeah. to at least a degree, uh, it takes a toll on him. Yeah, and he's, I mean, for you know, so far in the uh, pretty much the first hour of this movie, he's he's alone. Right. He, I mean, he's the only one that can come up with these things that that can fix stuff. He's in a 
he's in a terrible situation and uh, he has no help. And he's tried all the methods that he could think of to summon help. You know, he tried calling right. the fire department and then he tried calling 911 or not 911, but he called on uh, the CB Channel 9 and it just it wasn't nothing, nothing helps. So it's just an extremely frustrating time for him. Absolutely, um, and n- not to mention the uh, the terrorists or the uh, the robbers, as it may be, the the gang uh, is not is also being continually frustrated. You know, they have all these weapons and they can't seem to shoot. <laughs> right. Um, Bouncing back quickly to the uh, the stunt man at second thirty six because you've got me yeah. obsessed with that. <laughs> He's got really giant dark eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah, and they're they're much further away from his eyes than from Willis's, and as you said, yeah, he's got they they almost look like apostrophes. Hair. It's got yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, but he's wearing the watch, uh, sort of turned yeah. around on his right arm as he should, and so yeah, anyway. and uh, he does manage to uh, to fly out. Um, the th- I've I hadn't noticed it on the. Uh, when Bruce Willis enters the fan, but when he comes out of the fan, he has a lot more blood on him and what looked like tire treads. Yeah, I was just across his rib cage, thing. and it's just kind of um, I don't know where that came from, unless he landed on the catwalk and picked up grease. That's the it only. I mean, it has kind of like the squiggly lines of the catwalk, but yeah. I didn't see him land on the ground in the first place. Right, we see um, him scooting through. I'm just replaying it here. We see the gun starting to give. And the guy shooting, yeah, he's, but yeah, he's, you see that those tire tracks, exactly what they look like very prominently when he's sort of rolling out of the fan. And so we don't know, yeah, when that would have happened. Do we see him earlier in this minute at all? Right at the. Uh, I don't, yeah, it's, it's very, yeah, it's, as far as I can tell before he doesn't have them. And then apparently he, he acquired them going through the fan. So that's, I guess that's where the uh, script supervisor said, okay, now we can put the tire tracks on here. Yeah. Um, Very interesting. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is uh, watching Franco shoot, Franco is shooting from the ground. He's like laying down on the floor, shooting at the fan. Right. And then Carl jumps into the line of fire, like at (laughs) ankle level, and just lands right where Franco had just finished shooting and then just opens up with his machine gun. And he all just of, you basically had to yeah he's jumping right over his he almost steps on uh, uh, is it Franco's face Franco yeah yeah he's just, just he almost steps just on his there. face yeah and and you know I think the uh, we can we can defend that choice by the filmmakers because these are the bad guys yeah and you know the bad guys by definition I guess shouldn't care that much about uh, you know whether well, whether whether they shoot each other but uh, because they're bad yeah but still. Um, you know, we just, we know Hans cares about his, uh, his brother, no spoilers, but yeah. Yeah. Or C- Carl rather Carl. Yeah. After, after losing Tony, Carl's got a, Carl's oh, got right, a right. Sorry. Yeah. Carl. Yeah. yeah. Carl. Yeah. I, I do like the boldness of the cinematographer in putting the light, the lighting for the scene is in the, is in the picture next to Franco. And it's just a light with a scrim on top of it, you know, a gel, a clear gel plugged into an electrical outlet that just happens to be there. And it's like, hey, we need lighting in the scene. Well, let's just right. drop it right here. Just set it there. Why not? Just, I, I dare you to question it. Yeah, that's that's not where you generally put lighting for a, for a utility room. <laughs> just loosen on the floor. But yeah. But then again, you know, things are under construction. Yeah, it's, you but, know, you do it where you can. Yes. So uh, we watch, uh, we, we watch uh, Carl and uh, uh, 
Carl and Franco uh, head out as uh, as we're we're kind of ending the minute with um, uh, with John entering yet another door, which you know right. brings us to a new room, and we'll find out what's what's going on, or is it a room? We have to find out uh, tomorrow. But uh, generally, even though it didn't have a lot of dialogue, a lot of action, a lot of a lot of good pop. This is this is the moment when you get up, go grab some popcorn, and come back, and you didn't miss anything. I mean. It, <laughs> It is, you just listen for the gunfire. Yeah, it's just a tat tat And when they start, he, he doesn't have any witty banter here, um, but it'll become, there's some more witty banter coming up before the next two minutes. So we'll, we'll be listening to some, some witty banter in just a little bit. That's my favorite kind of banter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you are interested in listening to uh, Hal, Hal and my witty banter, you can find us at another place. You can go to uh, the Rocketeer Minute. Uh, podcast rocketeerminute.com and you can listen to 109 glorious minutes uh where hal and i discuss the 1991 walt disney adventure movie the rocketeer with special frequent special guest uh, the rocketeer himself billy campbell who uh, joined us on many adventures he was kind enough to join us and uh we, we were we were kind enough uh not to get him upset not to <laughs> not to not come back so we <laughs> we had him for uh almost i guess two dozen episodes or more uh, so you can uh, listen into the uh, the Rocketeer Minute. It's also available on iTunes and Google Play. So if you haven't checked it out, and we suggest that you do, please do now. Um, if you'd like to hear the other folks that are on uh, these uh, these uh, twelve other teams of people who are doing uh, the Die Hard Minute with us, you can find many of their quality uh, programs and productions at moviesbyminutes.com. So check them out. Uh, you can follow if you're really into Die Hard. You can find us on uh, on Facebook at the uh, Die Hard Minute uh, Listeners Limo in uh, on Facebook. Just look for that. You can you can track us down. You can also follow us on Twitter at Die Hard Minute. So check those out. DieHardMinute.com is the big site where you can find previous episodes, read all the uh, summaries, find out about the different teams that are working on stuff, and uh, also find out when upcoming episodes are going to be, which are generally Monday through Friday. So, uh, but uh, Hal and I will be back tomorrow, uh, Thursday, as we follow the continually perilous adventures of uh, Mr. McLean. So, uh, so join us here. Uh, I'll try to. Well, you know, I can use the catchphrase, but it will just say "Yippee ki yay." So we'll see you tomorrow. Yippee ki yay, motor scooter, I motor guess. scooter. Yes, Mr. Falcon. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, join us here tomorrow on the Die Hard Minute. Toodles. Tell me you got that. I got it, I got it. Hit your heart on Channel 5.